Welcome to Put This On, Season 2, Episode 4, where we discuss... I said Episode 4. The Cleveland... <laughs> what are you Just doing? Getting in his head over there. Cleveland, where we watch Cleveland Hustle, Season 1, Should we take this one, one back? I don't know. Okay. Dude, roll it's roll, roll it. it. <laughs> we do not do retakes. Uh, I'm Chris Lorenz, and the person that interrupted me on my right is... Harrison Hoffman. Singing his right. Robert Kitts. Singing across from him. Oh, you really threw me. I thought they were going Max on that one. Mm-hmm. This is James. Seeing to my left. Moses Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> the great Moses Cleveland over here. He's the guy us. who invented Cleveland's. Really? Or are you making this up on the fly? He 100%. Is definitely making that up. Do cities get Okay, invented? whoa, whoa, whoa. We got to look up Moses Cleveland. Look it up. I bet it's not. <laughs> is this like a. Uh, I thought Mormon cities thing? had like founders and not inventors. Yeah. That's probably. I mean, if he's the founder, I'll give Max credit on this. No, Harrison. Moses Cleveland, spelled slightly differently, was a lawyer, politician, soldier, and surveyor from Connecticut who founded the U.S. city of Cleveland, Ohio. Son of a bitch! Bam! (laughs) There you go. He didn't discover it. He didn't discover. He found it. Founded. Founded. No, he he invented it. He found it in, I'll, I'll give Max on this one. That's, that's pretty impressive. Well done, sir. Did you previously look that up before the show? I, I know it from a song. You ever watch that YouTube Do video? It's like, fun times in Cleveland today. Cleveland. <laughs> no. Can't say that I have. Come on down to Cleveland town, everyone. Come and look at both of our buildings. <laughs> Can you sing the part that references Moses Cleveland? It's literally like, here's a statue of Moses Cleveland. He's the guy who invented Cleveland. Yeah. Well, oh, they go. say invented? Yes. Huh. That's why I use the term invented. The, the only song about Cleveland I know is, it's the Cleveland show. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. That's all I got. Drew Carey. I say Drew Carey show. Yeah. That's all I got. Song. Cleveland yeah. songs. All right. Harrison, you want to give us the synopsis of the show? Yep. So this is Cleveland Hustles. NBA superstar LeBron James and longtime friend and business partner Maverick Carter give four aspiring local entrepreneurs the chance to to realize their dreams while also helping to revitalize the neighborhood in Cleveland. I have a question. Who's Maverick Carter? Unclear. Was he on the show? Yes, he was the... The black gentleman that was giving everyone advice. He was oh, not he was like, that, that guy. That oh. quite that was, false. Can, can we get a photo of this guy? Maverick Carter is someone in LeBron James's business entourage. The, okay. Uh, Maverick Carter is what Aaron Carter is calling himself now that he beat Shaq. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, that dude was not on the show. He was not on the show. Okay. Who was the black gentleman giving everyone his advice? His name was Bonin or something? Bonin Bow. Bonin. <laughs> Bonin. <laughs> Bonin Bow. Uh, yeah, I'm really confused how LeBron is involved with this show at all. Executive producer. He's not, so not really doing much. Well, he did he's that literally like there for clip. commercials. Yeah, he intros yeah. the song. They intros the show. A, a basically a 30 second commercial of LeBron talking with the show as the first 30 seconds of the show. And that is. The, and he's going to make money if the show's successful. That is the end yeah. of his involvement. Yeah, he put up some money for the production of the show. And that's, that's you think about so? it. Is, is he getting any investments so. money, no, though? No. I don't think he put up any mm. money. He put up, you're going to have LeBron James stick in a commercial for the show. Oh, that's maybe. That's the extent of my oh, yeah. investment. It, it is, hey, LeBron, we're doing this show about Cleveland. You mind doing this commercial? Make you an executive producer. He's like, sure. 
When you want me, I like Cleveland. <laughs> Cleveland, <laughs> it'll I'm help there. your brand. It's gonna help said the word brand on the sh- show more than any other word. <laughs> also, social media. <laughs> but how many? Second. How many Gotta jobs is this show media. gonna bring to Cleveland? Zero. <laughs> really, <laughs> man? They must have said this show is gonna bring jobs to Cleveland at least twenty times. Oh, they said it. <sighs> so this is another show that's an hour long that should not be. Sometimes I disagree with Chris on this. I do not disagree with Chris on this one. This is just like, for what this was, like half hour, 100%. Very intriguing. Hour, you're stretching this too far. So when they were first setting up the show, it just kind of seemed like it was going to be Shark Tank in Cleveland. Just like this is going to be... Oh, that great first scene was awesome. Yeah, this is just going to be like an insane show. But then like the... One of the things that I always miss about Shark Tank is that you never really get to see like those people like trying to run that business that they just pitched. So like I, I did appreciate how they had the challenges that attempt to simulate if they would be able to run the business or not. Maybe we should go over what exactly happened in the show. Maybe. Like so, what happened was there was twenty local Cleveland like people that pitched their entrepreneurs. Entrepreneurs pitched their ideas. They had four investors that were willing to invest a hundred thousand dollars. And each investor has a show where they pick two people. They go head to head to pick to see who has the best business they're going to invest into. Yeah. And uh, so they go over the business, and then they give them a challenge. They gave both businesses a challenge, at least in this episode. And then he picked who was going to win. That was kind of a critical piece too. Watching it, it was not very clear to me, uh, nor do I think with some others that they have to. The one investor has to decide between the two people right so they both do the competition regardless of how it goes they have to pick one that basically moves on yes that like that kind of caught me by surprise at the end like like, like all of a sudden there's like well I wonder how that other team business teams do and I'm like oh are, are they in a competition right now because it was super insane yeah that was not set up totally obvious in a way so yeah I don't think um, they even knew and, and, and in this the example the businesses were. were completely different like one was you know making bagels the other one is a stylist slash trying to build out this stylist like platform i don't really it's like a leasing yeah, so, pyramid scheme so one was a someone who <laughs> owned a stylist shop and she had this vision of i'm gonna get this space and set it up for 12 people but i'm gonna rent the space out to them and like i'm gonna have this brand on it and so it's gonna have a consistent brand right. and then the people who come to the store pay the, the stylists who work in the store the money, but I'm just basically a landlord getting rent from these 12 people. And it's not really any different from like how like haircut salons or barbershops work today, right? I mean, like, that's essentially my understanding of how they operate. Like as a, a, a barber, you go rent that chair, that's your chair, you work your schedule, and then like I think part some, of your brand. I think some have different models than others, but that's definitely one of the, one of the models. Yeah. Okay, okay. That's essentially what they're doing. Right. I mean, it's but nothing from, like completely yeah. game-changing. That, She's just trying to do it in Cleveland. I so guess. my my understanding of how of how she wants her business to work is basically to have have this like complex of a bunch of different independent like beauty businesses. Like you like go into this complex and be like, okay, maybe there's a couple of hairstyles like styles, but there's also like a nail mm, person right. and a spray tan person and the eyelash surgeon. <laughs> there's there's somebody on this show. So you just go around and get all fixed up with like twelve different. Like, you just do yeah. like a loop. Okay. Exactly. Okay. So. Uh, that was kind of my understanding of, of how it could work. From, from what I could tell, it was like a working space. Mm-hmm. Whereas like, okay, you rent a working space for like $400 a month or whatever. But here you rent a spot to give like haircuts and stuff. Right. And then people will come to follow you or to get a haircut. I don't really know how that would work. Like 
the eyelash guy, like how are they going to know that he got their eyelash precisionly done at this place without yeah. it really being part of the marketing? Like, but, but I guess it's that guy, like, so like basically the people that are renting that slot from her, like one of these 12 slots, like they're, you know, on their own as well. Like they're trying to make a name for themselves. They yeah, have yeah. their own clientele. They're coming to them. Then I guess like it just so happens that they're going to this bigger complex of other things. Well, it's like entrepreneurs right. meeting with this other entrepreneur to set their own spot up right? to eventually probably open up their own spot somewhere else. Right. I don't know. It's like that I could spoilers. They, uh, they didn't win and I could totally see why. Yeah. Like it's, it's kind of like giving, giving you like a stepping stone to like having your own place. Cause it's like you, you can have the space here and kind of operate your own independent business and try and grow it. And then you can maybe have your own space later. And like the idea is that by having all these similar beauty businesses around each other, that, that they'll like just attract people to one another and make all of them more successful. Right. 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 Yeah. Theoretically. Yeah. But so basically for the show, what they do is they like go and pitch their business and then each investor, there's like four different investors. They pick two businesses that, the, that they want to examine closer so then they put them both through like some kind of a challenge to be able to pick which one they want. So the challenge for the beauty salon was, was, was twofold. One was, um, hey, like run this salon for a day with like all these people, basically. And then two was try and get 12 people committed to year leases or some amount of time leases on space in this new loft thing that you're building in 48 hours which is like that's such a fast time to ramp and like sell those spaces it didn't really seem like a fair competition on that level to me yeah compared to the the bagel guys yeah because the bagel guys pretty much came in and said like hey one we think we can run a shop in this neighborhood and two we want to get into frozen bagels so their thing was hey try and make a bunch of money in a pop-up bagel store which is real easy because you just bring they just, they just brought a bunch of toaster ovens and made brought their bagels, bagels and just made a bunch of bagels and sold them uh, and then the frozen bagel thing, which they'd already been kind of striving towards, they kind of already had an idea how to do the frozen bagels. It seemed like. Well, I think they had the like the small scale process. I don't think they had a mass production process. Oh, they definitely don't. Well, right, because well, this they, was two no, guys making bagels. Well, they right still now. don't have that process. Right, right, and that's yeah. where I think they need the the helper. That's what like the business piece will bring to it. Yeah, that's why they want the money. Right. Yeah, yeah I mean, super easy to make four hundred dollars selling bagels. I go buy super expensive bagels at like this local store next door and still make $400 like <laughs> selling them on the street. Like that's like super easy. <laughs> like, I, so, I, I like just like, picture Chris on the fine. street corner selling bagels now, like I, I swinging want, them. It's like a hot dog cart, but it's a bagel cart. Like in oh, the morning. You could, that could be a I mean, thing. Like, it's like a pretzel cart. Yeah, but like a better bread product. You got to make like Seattle bagel. It's got like you know like yeah, some ridiculous see, thing and cream cheese like on it. Cream cheese? What? Seattle bagels, and it's just like the Thomas bagels from like the grocery store, <laughs> like frozen bagels that I've and like a Jimmy Dean sausage slapped yeah. in between it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Now I want Russell Wilson to host a show about Seattle entrepreneurs and have Chris oh, selling God. bagels on the oh, show. <laughs> no, I said I said that one slew, man. I'm I'm rolling it in. They're just like all those Amazon people just coming through. Oh, I want breakfast. Here you go. I got it all ready for you. That's true. Toasted bagel. Crushing. I feel like you got to get in the uh, juice market, like Chris's specialty juices. Oh, you want some juice? (laughs) (laughs) 
I'm just saying, like, I feel like Tell that Amazon market, they're going to love that juice what kind, market. What kind of specialty juice is you talking about? It doesn't matter. He's going to go get Welch's juice and put it in a different container and sell it. <laughs> All natural. <laughs> With the Thomas Bagels and Jimmy Dean sausage stuck in between. <laughs> it's a combo, Harrison. Yeah, yeah. The $10 combo for breakfast. That's, that's, that's what I want to sell. So the ten dollar combo is is what it's it's it's, it's Chris's specialty juices. If you get a juice and you got a breakfast it's, sandwich, it's like the and healthy, you got the bagel with the Jimmy Dean sausage for ten bucks. Yeah, the frozen bagel with the Jimmy. Okay. Well, I mean, it's not frozen when I give it to you. I hope not. <laughs> oh, that maybe that could be your thing though. Cold bagels. No, why would anyone want cold? I bagels? can't imagine anybody would. What's the price point to get the frozen bagel? Actually, still frozen. Maybe that's like a differentiator. No, you can't. You can't get the. the also, I'm gonna bagel. throw this out there. I can't imagine that like the biggest problem these guys are gonna have is the name Cleveland Bagels on this company, because no one's going to supermarket and be like, "Yo, so I got whatever frozen bagels there. Now I'm gonna looking at these Cleveland Bagels frozen bagels." Hey, they're the best bagels in Cleveland. Yeah, that, I don't know. That's that doesn't saying mean anything. anything. <laughs> like literally, I don't think that's saying anything. Like. In a town that's not known for like really much of food, like well, I don't yeah, even know what Cleveland's they, best food is. They need to Chili? compare Cleveland bagels, Cincinnati. Oh yeah, versus New York bagels, and then let me like, if they're anywhere close to New York bagels, sure, okay, <laughs> fair. Well, let me okay. give you a clue. No, they're not. <laughs> well, why is that, Max? Okay, here's what a bagel should be like. You shouldn't be able to put anything through the hole. It's just kind of a suggestion of a hole being there. The outside should be crisp, but the inside hyper fluffy. What are you trying to put through that hole? I mean, usually it's just a pinky just to see if you can. <laughs> you <know. laughs> so you just got to test it out. Yeah. Okay. You got to make sure it's the real So deal. if it passes the hole test, then is there like a consistency? Like what's, what's next? No, like you can't get through there. It's like interstellar. Once you're in, you never get out. So, but he did get out. I'm just throwing this out there. <laughs> that there's like New York style pizza, and then there's like Chicago style pizza. Right. I feel and like there's more room out there for different styles of bagel. What about Boston pizza? Nobody <laughs> wants God. Oh. Sorry, Does anyone guys. here like uh, California pizza? No. California CPK? pizza kitchen? I don't know. I've just got that like one episode of Entourage stuck in my head where like Turtle's trying to get some pizzas. And, like, I'm not getting that CPK bullshit. Got like some New York pizzas like overnighted or something. Yeah, no, because no one is spot on. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. But like, I don't think that Cleveland bagels are that big of a disadvantage. Like, honestly, like, if they get out there and like the product is decent, like people will talk about it. You know, sure. But like, if if, if it's like about the same as every other frozen bagel, like yeah, then they're probably fucked. But like, if it's like, actually a good product, then they can do well. What about that taste test? The taste test, yeah. So they did a taste test, and they had 48 people. 47 people. 47, oh, 47 people try these bagels. How dare you. And uh, against their biggest mass market frozen supermarket competitor. And Rob, what were the results? 41 people preferred the Cleveland bagel. Wow. Here's a question, though. Why could they only get a 25% response rate on that survey? It's free food just sitting there. And like you just got to pick it. What do you mean 25%? So they sold 200 rate? bagels at that pop-up shop. Different bagels. Th those, those bagels were not the frozen bagels. I know. I know. They had 200 people come through, or roughly, right? Because they sold 200 bagels. Like right. bagels. They could have. But like, it it's fair like to say they, they got more than 100 people through that store, and they yes. only got 47 people to fill out the survey. Yes. It seemed like they weren't doing the frozen bagel taste tests in the morning during like the big breakfast rush. Mm. Like they kind of started later in the day mm. is what it looked like. That seems reasonable. And it's also not surprising that their bagels are that much better. It 
the frozen bagels mass market is such a different thing yeah. than like your handmade bagels that you froze. You have oh, yeah. to freeze. There's yeah. so many more things and, that go into that. It's like not even funny. And like, so that's one thing. Two, it, like about half of the people in this store at least were people who were fans of Cleveland Bagel who heard about this shit on some kind of social media. Right. So when they taste the thing, obviously they know which one's the Cleveland Bagel because they're fucking oh, following they, them on Twitter and stuff. Because they've had Cleveland Bagels Well, before. it was a blind test, but like you just like, oh, but they you, knew. But you like, just know yeah. the difference between like what it looks and kind of what it tastes sure. like. So you got that. And then on top of it, you got all this time when there's no, no cameras there and no people there. And all their fans are coming up and doing the taste test, and those guys are kind of just looking at plate A. Oh, you like, think? What do you, you think? think plate they, A. They rigged the test. I, I'm not saying the they rigged it. I'm not saying that they rigged it. Test. I'm not saying they rigged it. I think they might have influenced it. But the we investors need, we need also that did double blind bagel test. <laughs> double blind, yeah. The investors also did it, and they they sided with Cleveland Bagel. So I like right. they well, might have been doing that. The, but one one of the investors is a, some sort of Cleveland celebrity chef too. So right. he was, James he, Beard, award-winning chef. Is he? I don't know who he that's is. That's what they said. That's what they said. And and he looks like Thor with an insane beard. I don't know if you saw that guy, but he looks like Thor with an insane beard. Doesn't Thor already have a beard? <laughs> but not <laughs> an insane beard. Not an insane beard. I guess. This this yeah. was Beard Man. Yeah. When they said the James Beard Award, I'm like, oh, yeah, because of the beard. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I could think. <laughs> it's James's Beard Award. Right. You gave him. <laughs> Yo, Chris, we got to get you the Chris's Beard Award out there. Right. Best no, podcaster. It's your, James's Beard Award. You awarded Oh, I awarded the beard? Yeah. I don't yeah. have a beard, though. No, you awarded You're awarding beard. it. I, okay, okay, let's... What do you think <laughs> the show could do that would be like more interesting? Like not exist. Not wow, exist. haters. Well, where did everybody land on the show? Like, would you watch it again? Would you watch more? Like, I would watch it at two x speed. Mm, that's fair. Like, if we could get some sort of two x, like, you know, when you listen to pot this podcast yeah. at two x, I want that for this show. Like, there's no delivery. There's there's just boring crap that can be fast forwarded. There was a lot of fluff. Oh Because. Yeah. Like I mean, I'm, I'm I'm thinking back over the show about like stuff to talk about, and there was a lot of fluff. Yeah, there's just not you, a lot to talk. You about. know, the one thing that I do like that this show didn't do, which a lot of the reality TV shows that we watch do, is that whole like padding before and after the commercial. The I recap. feel like the recap thing was was better in this show. It was it was sort of minimal, but I do agree there was a lot of fluff. Like we didn't really have commercials because we watched it on the web. For some reason, they didn't have commercials. Right. And like it was CNBC doesn't know how to make money with online advertising. <laughs> well, they had the little notches in the timeline graph for when the commercial was supposed to pop, but they just never did. Yeah. It was, Poor execution. It was nice. Or James like, has ad block. Mm, I do not. <laughs> and uh, you could. It was hard. You could barely tell that there was a yeah. commercial. It was just like a blip, and you're like, oh. Right. It wasn't like this hard like. What's going to happen next? Five oh, my God. And then the hell, yeah. this is what just happened that you forgot about because it was a 12-minute commercial. I, I did like that every commercial when it came back had to tell you you were in Cleveland, Ohio as you watched Cleveland Hustles. <laughs> Cleveland, Ohio. I mean, that font, though, behind that guy, was that was pretty good font. Like You're right that they didn't do a lot of recapping like before and after the commercials like they do, but they definitely repeated the same points a lot. Like I think they showed sure. the map of where in Cleveland they were doing it like three different times and explained this is a disadvantaged area, but it's coming back. It's like, okay, we, we heard you before. Well, I'm pretty sure Cleveland put up some money for this show. Oh, yeah. This feels like a huge like pep rally sort of let's revive Cleveland show. Yeah. Which like when the show started, you know, I, I, I get the LeBron James connection, but like... 
this show felt like it made more sense to me like in, in like Detroit instead of Cleveland because like, like like you talk about a city that's been kind of down on its luck and is trying to make a comeback like you think about Detroit like it feels like it would play a lot better there I don't know I mean it's the same sphere I of... mean every most cities there's someone down most are downhill some uphill sure yeah I mean, but you like, could do this in Baltimore too if you really wanted to yeah exactly but like when 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 you think of like the like the quintessential example, it's it's they usually think about Detroit. Problem is, there isn't enough entrepreneurs in Detroit, so like yeah, like what's Maybe. the up and coming area, right? Because like they made a big deal in this show about this like I've Garden that, Square or whatever. It was I've heard called. there are totally parts of Detroit that are like up oh, and coming, yeah. coming back kind of stuff. And like we don't know how up and coming Garden Square really is. It's, it's like, two right. miles from downtown Cleveland, so like that seems pretty far from downtown, to be honest. I mean, it's just a neighborhood. I mean, yeah. same it's thing like you said of where Rob lives compared to us. It's true. Yeah, I mean, it's it's about two miles from downtown Seattle. But it's a cool a pop-up place. shop in Ballard, Chris? No, because that would be... I'd open up a bagel stand for people to buy frozen bagels for oh, me. Oh, it'd be pretty good. But, like, Ballard's, like, up-and-coming for businesses, for sure. Like, I don't even know. I think it's past up-and-coming. It's, yeah, like, it's, it's pretty... It's booming. It's, it's there. It's way past up-and-coming. Right. Yeah. Like, it's in the boom, like, section. It's, it's, yeah. yeah. Seattle. I think it would be better if I got to see some of the bad people in the beginning. Like, oh. we're only ever going to see one more of the people. Shark Tank stuff, yeah. Right? yeah. I want some of the bad. I want, like, the William Hung <laughs> from, from these from this show. No, for sure. I mean, like, like instead you got, like, 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 the salon woman who seemed like she had a lot of passion in it, but, like, as soon as they let out the challenge, you knew she was fucked. Like... It was just a recruitment problem, right? Like, yeah. how are you going to get 48 hours, like, 12 people to sign this thing? Like, you don't even have, like, a real business yet? Like, yeah, <laughs> who's going to exactly. sign with you? It exactly. just doesn't make any sense. I'm a confused. Because at first thought they said, like you said, that they had to get people to commit to a year. Mm-hmm. But then they just kept saying, like, who just have to commit to her business. They didn't specify what that was. And then they asked her after 48 hours, how many people do you have committed? She's like, I got 12 people committed. And it's like... I don't think 12 people signed a one-year no. lease. Yeah. I think they were just like, hey, one, I'll go work in your store for a day. One, no one signed a lease. Two, almost all the people who worked this thing were from our other salon. So they That's just came true. over for the day and worked the thing and like, yeah, I'm in for this loft thing. But like, it's going to wreck her other business if like all these people go and do that. And like, maybe she wants to get out of the day-to-day salon business. But so, so it seems like her biggest problem is just pure networking. Like she just needs to grow the hell out of her stylist network. Well, she needs the money to have that open to start networking. Like, you can't. It, you gotta have like a pool of people. I think like if you're her. Yeah, you have your own stylist. You move most people over to like this new kind of business sure. model. Like, hey guys, I'm gonna help you out, but you gotta pay me instead of me paying you. Like, you get we'll bring in clients, and like you, you gotta convince a bunch of people yeah. who've never run a business before to try and go run their own businesses. No, no, no. They, you just need them to rent from you. I know. You need all those people. All the the. The salon, yeah. haircut, eyelash people mm-hmm. to start their own independent businesses, paying you, making money for themselves. Well, so like, is she bringing some of that business to it? Like, so for that thousand no. dollars you get, is like she handling like your taxes and like all that other shit? Or she's no? she's she, she, she's a, she's renting you space, and that's it. So you rent a space, and then you're still like a small business owner, exactly. But you're part of her brand, right? right. How does that? Which, I, I want to talk more about the brand on the show. <laughs> okay, sure. So, yeah. so first of all. I really liked when they introduced Bonin, the, the host guy. LeBron is like, this guy has been involved with some of the biggest brands in the world, and they never said a single thing he was involved with. That was probably... Up right now. Like, like, I wonder if that's because he hasn't done a lot, or if that's just because they didn't want to... 
you know, be like pimp out Nike or whatever on this thing, you know. I don't know. Then they just showed him a clip of saying about how you got to hack the media. And I'm like, this guy doesn't know anything of what he's talking about. From something that looked like a TED Talk or something like that. Oh, yeah. but it probably uh, wasn't. His biggest advice was, yeah, you probably should have your bagel pop-up store between five and eight. Because people don't eat bagels. Yeah, that's what to clarify. By the way, great advice, though. His contribution, great advice. Yeah, I mean, anyone, I, anyone will give you that advice. Except for the bagel guys. <laughs> well, I mean... I sell their point, but, you know. If they're trying to sell, like, a bunch of frozen bagels, like, sure, sell them after close of business. Then people buy them on the way home, heat them up next day for breakfast. I get it. But it's just not what, like, that's the point of the pop-up trying to store do, was. Yeah. Yeah, that's not what the challenge was. Right. But then, so, a big thing with the stylist was they were trying to understand what was the brand of her business and, like, what the, how they were going to do it. And she used to have these ideas about, like, you know, like, kind of, like, racehorses and, like, racing and kind of doing it. But her backstory was she had a salon burned down years ago. So then the experts are like, you need to have a fire-themed brand. <laughs> I don't <laughs> like think you, gotta, you have to. Yeah. They just it, like It was like, hi, we're the people who judge if your thing is successful or not. And mm. we think this is a great idea. So the, the message was pretty clearly given. Also, it didn't really seem like she was super pumped about any of her ideas either. She's like, I don't know. I got, I got Stallion because people... Think people I'm like Seabiscuit. Think people think I'm Seabiscuit sometimes. <laughs> I guess you could have, have better ideas. That's true. You could have like, had something like Style and Stallion or something. What, yeah. What was that shirt she was wearing? It was. It said like something with Stylin on it. It was, it was like it was her. It like, was her old place. It's like oh, Stylin Suites or something like that. Or why doesn't she just use that name? <laughs> because she's not opening up a salon. She's opening up like a beauty emporium. Yeah. Call it Stylin Lofts. Yeah, it makes way more sense than torch loss, which I think is like torch. I don't even I don't even know what to make. Like, what do you like? If you thought you saw that, is it apartment building that's gonna burn down? Like, I have no idea. Here's the show logic for it. One, she had the salon that burnt down that she rebuilt, and two, it's like she's passing the torch to these other small business owners. She's enabling them, but that's not bringing people in to their stupid hair. She's improving the community, revitalizing Cleveland and bringing those jobs. jobs. She's carrying the torch for Cleveland. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And we were not a big fans of torch lofts, but on the show, they really tried to sell it as hard as they could. They should burn that. They also kind of made it look like it was going to be a close decision between the bagels and her, but like it it, it just wasn't, it just wasn't going to be. Yeah. I thought it was a fake out. I thought they were going to go with the stylist just because they oh, were really? you know, trying to trying to be like, it seems more obvious that the bagels are a bit opportunity and they tried to paint like the bagel guys as being not as cooperative and stuff. But I guess it was, I just got faked out. So Rob, I, I have a theory on that. I think the people that made this have never made a reality TV show before. They're probably local Cleveland people. Do you think maybe they're like oh. a basketball player or something? <laughs> no, I, I'm saying be, <laughs> beyond LeBron, I mean like the showrunners and shit, right. they've never done this before because it's missing some of the classic, you know, shortcuts you can use in these shows. Mm. There's no like, you know, gong when something dramatic happens. There's no uh, buffer zone between commercials. Maybe it's yeah, CNBC but, uh, trying to be not every other channel. Right. On TV. Exactly. Like everything you've said, I'm so much happier that those bullshit things aren't in this show. Right. I'm sa- I'm not saying if mm. it's a good or bad thing. I'm saying oh. the things that Rob expected mm. were not there because this is their first time at the rodeo. Hmm. Definitely CNBC, not a big name in reality TV. It's true. That's For a good strong reason. argument, Max. Is CNBC a, a big name in anything? 
news. I think that they're a big name in like financial news, and mm. that's about it. Okay. So, uh, where is this place in your top? Is top third, middle third, bottom third? I, I got a hot take. Hot take, Max. Actually, no. You guys go first. <laughs> what, you really? No. Whoa, you, we I can't, just can't keep you up with hot take, Max. You you're just that. not going to give us a hot take now? Max just torched us with this hot take. Burn. <laughs> I'm just passing it on to you guys. Just passing that torch. Right, I'll take also, it. I'm burning down this apartment later. <laughs> don't know. Hey, don't do that. <laughs> I'll, I'll take the torch. I'm putting it bottom third just because I was pretty bored. I didn't think this was interesting, and I'm not like interested in watching any of the other episodes. So here's my question. So I think that the presentation of this reality show and the way they made it is probably one of the more straightforward and realistic ones that we've seen. And was that to its detriment? Like, did that just make it a lot less interesting and boring? No. I don't think that's what made it boring. As I said, you watch this in 2X. I think it's very interesting. It's just that there was too like there's just like too much fluff. They could have been thirty minutes kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, there's too much fluff, and like if you're only doing two businesses per episode, like that's yeah. I kind of agree with Chris on this one. Like that was my problem. Was like it felt like after you know fifteen twenty minutes into it, I'm like okay, I got it. You know, okay, show me the challenges, whatever, like whatever. Twenty minutes plan. in, then we're gonna do challenges for like another forty minutes. Yeah, and the challenges. I think the problem with the challenges they weren't interesting enough. Like they weren't really struggling, like or at least they didn't show it on film that they were struggling. So it's just sort of like no, that was yeah, the best blah, part. Blah, 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 blah. It was like realistic challenge. Like it wasn't like yeah. bullshit video sure. editing. Like that was the best part. Yeah, so but I think it like, like it just didn't come across as entertainment because it's just like okay, do this do this thing that seems very reasonable to do. Well, you it did was, it. Like Great. this is definitely <laughs> a different market than like a right. lot of other reality shows. It's like you like business. Here's two businesses are trying to compete. Like, this is kind of, it was more of yeah. the business part, not like, oh, Betsy doesn't like, like, uh, do, you, do you think they could have, like, focused more on the business stuff? Like, so they did this thing where, like, they try to break down, like, the break-even point and the finances a little that bit. That's great. Pretty high level. I kind of liked it. Um, do you think they could have done a little bit more, though? Because, like, yeah, it was, it was a little bit, like, you know, pretty no, high I level. I think this show, you cut it down to a half hour. It's, it's and perfect. then just keep it as it is? Yeah. Like, I, actually, I don't think they can wring any more value out of anything in the show. Mm-hmm. You just got to make it shorter. Mm. Yeah. I mean, the, the financial breakdown, breakdown stuff was good because I think that, like, one, it gives you a little bit better idea of how this business might actually be able to be successful. And two, just because it's on CNBC, like, it just it's, like, a little bit educational for people who might be looking to open their own small businesses. Yeah. They kind of get an idea of, like, what some of the things would be that would make up their overhead and like what some of the things you have to do. Well, that's actually what I'd like to would have heard more of on the uh, stylist person, which is like, hey, how does the business side of this thing work? Because essentially you're talking like real estate, you're, you're subletting, like there's a lot of moving pieces here that I don't really know anything about. I feel like it would have been a little bit interesting I to mean, explain or like take like one layer of the onion back on that, but they just kind of did I mean like they, you know, they did like the financial breakdowns like, hey, you know, you're going to rent the place for this much and you're going to sublet it for yeah, this much. Yeah, not so much the renting numbers. Of, like, like, how do you make that like, business go? Like then it's just kind of like a, like a half hour about like contract real estate law. Oh, I'm not asking that. I was asking for like a quick like two minute like, hey, yeah. here's like the basics of like what you need to know about this market. Yeah. Well, works, they right? could have went on the breakdown of like, okay, a subleaser, this is how they break it down. Like a thousand dollars, so they'll need to get like, 10 people a day for over like, Ooh, that's you true. know, 22 business days. Or that's whatever. the thing that I think they were missing is like, can the people renting these things actually be successful? 
Yeah. Um, they totally didn't look at that because at all. or else those people are just gonna be out of there in like three months yeah. even if they do lease it from you uh so yeah this is definitely a middle third for me like it was definitely a little boring but i think it was more interesting as you know uh, you listen to me i dislike the drama <laughs> aspects of reality shows and there wasn't any in this show so that's always a plus on my book save the drama for your mama oh, chris lawrence okay <laughs> Man, that oh! So I was really hoping going into the show there was gonna be a lot of these like one-liner kind of like zinger things that like you know be like little puns on Cleveland or hustling or like you know some LeBron references or something. And there was just none of that. Yeah, this was like zero hustle. Yeah. There was there was there was one LeBron reference reference where the bagel guys were not gonna take advice from the investors and they're just like, hey man, even LeBron James has a coach. <laughs> it made no sense in the argument though. Kind of, kind of did. Uh, yeah, it's a bad argument. Like, a LeBron doesn't need a coach because he doesn't listen to the coach anyways, and then like it's just a dumb argument. He is he's, for, he's in an environment. All right, that, yeah, all right, Harrison, where's, where's this go? Uh, so I think it's probably middle third for me as well. Like you know, it was like I thought it dragged a bit, um, but it was interesting. You know, I mean, I'm a big fan of Shark Tank. Like I, I, I like Shark Tank a lot, and one of my big like things that gets me a shark tank is that it feels like so many of the businesses that come on, come on there either like just aren't realistic or don't really have like a shot. So I like getting to see some of the operational, like can they actually pull some of this stuff that they're saying off piece of this one? No, so makes sense. James. Yeah. I'm in a pretty similar boat. Like, uh, I like these the shark top, tank top, elements top, of middle. it. Yeah. Uh, probably middle. I don't know that I would really go out of my way to watch it again, but if it was on, I would probably not change it immediately. Um, How many so yeah. times do you have just CNBC on just like, you know? Yeah, you know, not a ton, but <laughs> you never know. But if I was looking through the guy and I'm like, oh, you know, so, uh, sure, I give it a shot. I, 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 I'd be like willing you, to throw it on if you're not super invested in it. Um, I do agree that it would benefit from perhaps shortening to a 30-minute cycle. Hot take, Max, since you punted. This was such utter garbage. <laughs> I was so bored. This is not just the bottom third. This is a bottom tenth. Really? This reminded me a lot of uh, that The Rock Show wake up call in that it's... I'm going to J- throw James this drop top amber at your head. Wake up call. It was this like generally like positive, did we do, did we feel good. The, we did that, right? We did that. Yeah, we, and did. We, we talked about it last podcast when James was here too. Oh, I, I, I listened about it. What? Anyway, oh, the yeah, show yeah. and wake up call were like... Boring, saccharine, nothing happens. The wake-up call has a couple good zingers. That's good. It's got the rock. It has something going for it. But this one? So you're saying this is the bottom shelf? Like, this the, is the, bot, like the bottom of the bottom? or like This is not the worst show we've watched. I don't remember what it is. but like it's, not, we watched, it's, not, it's not Real Housewives of New Jersey. Real Housewives is oh, man. real bad. That's, we watched Celebrity Apprentice, okay? That had some characters. No, that was, it was not. That good. was so characters. bad. Oh, actually, that's the uh, "Bitches Be Cray" episode, I believe. Uh, <laughs> that's right. I think so it was. Uh, anyway, like, so yeah. Cool. So uh, I, I agree with you. The show was, you know, slightly boring. But like, what else like ticked you over the edge? Because it seemed like to like throw it at the bottom. Like we've watched some real crap on this, <laughs> this five, podcast. Five minutes in, when they'd selected both of the businesses. Mm-hmm. I was like, "How long is this show?" Because <laughs> you got like just kind of knew where it was going, kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. How much did the, the bagel part enrage you? 
Not that much. Oh, okay. Like, you know, they tried. Yeah, it was definitely a very predictable show. There was never a moment of like, oh, didn't see that coming. Well, didn't really make it to be. I know, but to Max's point, like, you know that this show is 45 minutes. I I had a similar vibe, like, a little bit in, I'm like, you know, I know where I know where this thing is going. Can kind of make some assumptions. Yeah, all right, all right. Who's gonna get the money? All right. right. That's why I say like, if the show was just on in the background, you give it thirty percent of your attention, and it's just fine. You mean like five? Sure. Or you know, three x the speed. I have a random question with the show. So this episode was about the first investor picking two businesses. The next three episodes, I assume, are the same with the other three investors. Is there a fifth episode, or is it just done after the four episodes? Uh. Maybe there's episodes of them actually being yeah. in Cleveland. So like their uh, shops. episode five would go back to the bagel guys and that guy and the investor guy. I'd have to assume so. Do they each get a hundred thousand for winning? That's I the mean, it depends thing. on the investor. I'd imagine. They, I think they all get the a hundred thousand. Interesting. So every it's, show, it's somebody's possible getting that different investors had different like levels they were trying to go for. So maybe next week it's two people who wanted 75,000. I see. But it would make a lot of sense if all four investors were like all putting up 100,000 just to make it. But not all businesses need 100,000. No, they all need it, Chris. (laughs) Next week it's, I need a million dollars. Yeah. Yeah. I guess guess that's one thing that's totally missing from this show that isn't Shark Tank, which I kind of like, which is the whole negotiating of like business value and stakes in the company and all that. Like they didn't it really. It probably just happens off camera. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, this didn't go into that. They mentioned that I think they said he had half the stake in the beauty salon, but only twenty five percent in the bagel. Brothers. Right, that was true. Oh, okay. But they didn't go into like so how it they got there. It wasn't like a there. big thing. It was just but. like thrown on the screen. And and like let's be honest, if you're gonna open like a brick and mortar retail something, you're gonna need at least a hundred thousand dollars. Oh, sure. Like, so you might as well start there. Well, I mean, if you're gonna try to get to be, you want a year runway, so. You want about a year, but right about a hundred thousand. But some like the bagel place brought us in a hundred thousand. Well, they said operating cost was one hundred fourteen thousand for a year if they're open three hundred sixty-five days. Yeah, yeah but they're gonna make the like money, that. so it's like not. I don't think. That's I a big yeah, I also can't imagine they're gonna be open that many days. But I like their breakdown of all they gotta do open three hundred sixty-five days is make this much per day, and it's, it's like, like ooh, and, <laughs> and like and like they had a banging day, like in that pop-up store, and like. That's barely enough to like turn a profit in the in the mall well, that they had. No, no, no. Right. The money they got from the pop up store was like double what they said they had to make per day. Yeah. Right, but they're also, yeah. <laughs> they're also selling those bagels real cheap. Dollar bagels. Dollar fifty bagels. Oh, it was dollar fifty? I thought they said dollar. No, it okay. also sounded like it was dollar fifty for a plain bagel, but if you wanted any spread on it, it was three dollars, which seems what? like a big markup. <laughs> Like, I think that they just know that people are going to want spread. Yeah, I mean... They just put on the social media that, you know, hey, come just check this thing out and be like, oh, $3 for this, it's fine. Right. I mean, $3 bagel is still cheap on, like, if you're going out for a bagel. Maybe not in Cleveland. Well, you're you're, you're putting those Seattle prices on Those Seattle bagels. I I was thinking New York bagels. I don't don't eat Seattle bagels. How much does a New York bagel cost you? It's like three bucks. And if you want smear, it's it's more. Like four bucks? If you're really if you're getting like by the dozen, I think like a dozen is like. No, no, just just like you know, I'm, on my, I'm walking to the subway, get me a bagel and a coffee in the morning. Oh, why would like, you go to Seven Eleven? Don't worry about. It. Yeah, I don't think he said Seven Eleven. I Nobody thought you said Seven Eleven. I said oh, I'm no. walking to the subway. Oh, okay. I thought you said because I'm in New York. <laughs> okay, I don't I know. Say, <laughs> I'm just like hearing things. Don't worry about me. So, anyways, how much does bagel run me in New York with a coffee? 
No, I'm just gonna, the goddamn bagel. I don't know. I don't oh. get. You said you wanted the coffee. Well, yeah, I was <laughs> using it as an example okay. where I'm not buying a dozen damn say, bagels. I'm gonna say a bagel with cream cheese and a coffee, maybe two twenty-five. Holy shit! And a coffee? Yeah. Damn! Uh, I need to go to New York with Max. I don't know. I think it depends on where what bagels you're getting. Like you're I'm going to the best me. place and dude, New a Starbucks City? coffee is like four bucks right off the bat. Oh no, I'm just talking. You know, get some like. Like you're going to the local deli that sells you the same bagels everywhere else, probably. Yeah. It's like if you went and got a donut at like the grocery store. Max, give us your hookup. Uh, my favorite H and H is gone. Oh no. Yeah. Uh, was that the Seinfeld bagel place? It may. Yes, it was. It was. Yeah, H and H. They're they no longer they no longer have a storefront, but you can order from them. But functionally, they're gone. Did Kramer shut down the storefront? I he just steamed it all up. Mm. He was just nice. making all those bagels in the shower. People got grossed out. The FDA shut it was down. Newman. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, anybody who tells you to go to Zabar's is a fucking idiot. Uh, there's this one place that has a real cool sort of blue and white tile thing, but I forget their name. Go there. Uh, Russ and Daughters, that place? Mm, no, but that's also pretty decent. Yeah. Hmm. That's the hookup. Thank you. New York bagels from Hot Max. Max. Max's baseball, uh, Max's bagel minute, not baseball minute. Uh, yeah, I mean the next week's show, the two businesses were some sort of honey local honey business, like a beef and like a leather business. Like oh yeah, homemade oh, yeah. leather. Yeah. I'm just like uh, none of those businesses sound good to me. Homemade leather is it like an Etsy store. You know, nothing really brings back a neighborhood quite like a honey store. <laughs> or like a homemade leather Dude, store. Dude, leather store though. I, I'm kind of intrigued about this leather store. Like, what kind of shit are they making with leather? Like leather belts, leather shoes, Purses. like just all kinds of shit. It's Daddy of, likes leather. It's a bunch of sex stuff. <laughs> oh, leather sex toys. <laughs> what if you Maybe. need some honey to go on your bagel though? Oh, I got, oh. You got the cross pollination. Maybe that's some the honey family. right here. <laughs> Does it fit through the bagel hole? Is this more about Chris's juices again? <laughs> yeah. Signature Jesus. <laughs> all right, all right. Does anyone have? I'm. I'm assuming we're done with the show. Uh, I want to know. No, we're done. If the show is better, we're done. we're done. If you put Jeff Goldblum in it, yes, and replace that guy with the glasses that kind of looks like Jeff Goldblum. A so little Jeff bit. Goldblum's one of the, inve- the investors. Yeah, or is Jeff Goldblum? I don't know. Whoever the dude that looked like Jeff Goldblum is in the show. Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> I realize that I'm teaming myself up for a bad side by side comparison, but it's been a little bit while since we did that. I want. I just know. Just no Dude, Jeff Goldblum. It looks just like that Jeff guy. Jeff Goldblum has zero percent chance who, of getting him to do anything involved with the show. What if he's I would from rather Cleveland? have? Ooh. Ooh. I would rather have Jeff Goldblum pitch his own business and be one of the entrepreneurs. What if we had Jeff Goldblum on Shark Tank as a host? What would Jeff Goldblum's business be? Ooh, Ooh. man, I have a question. Where do we think <laughs> the hometown of Jeff Goldblum? <laughs> Let is? me answer your question with another question. <laughs> Cleveland, Ohio. What if his business is leather sex toys? Oh. <laughs> Maybe it's the next episode. Was he wearing like leather jacket in Jurassic Park? He was. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Maybe his uh, slash sex toy. His store will be like. Uh, what was he eating in the league? He was eating like. Oh, does anyone watch the league? Not anymore. That I show kind of fell off for me. Yeah. yeah. How, he, how's it he going? He was in some. I mean, it's. They canceled it. So. I remember Ooh. him being in the league. I don't remember anything about what he, he was making a pretty big sexual innuendo with some sort of like, uh, like ice cream. Like you had to get your tongue really into it. So like, 
It was pretty funny. I think that's what his business would be. Ice cream shop? Yeah. Chris? Oh, I thought you were saying something along the, the tongue business. Anyways, go ahead, Max. What county in Pennsylvania are you from? Bucks. How close is Allegheny County? Not too far. That's where uh, Jeff Goldblum's from. Damn. He should have been in the the happening. That's where uh, they filmed Bucks. They filmed that in Bucks County. Oh, good to know. Yeah. Um, this has been the Jeff Goldblum moment, brought to you by Sears. Okay. Uh, would, would this show be better if everyone was naked? Oh. Uh, I no. would like to see them like a sexy bagel source with like you know, everyone just wearing apron aprons. Got an sure. idea for a reality TV show, though. Or, like, if your stylist was naked, that's, oh. like, a plus or minus. It's probably mostly a minus, though. Naked stylist? Do you have to wait? Mm, depends. I, I, I can, can see think, that working out. I can think of a very uh, creative way to serve those bagels. <laughs> I don't think it's very creative. <laughs> the way you're pointing, using your fingers right oh, now. Oh, no, I'm, that's not what I mean. Uh-huh. Get your that, head out of the gutter, Chris. That's how you're you're doing it with your fingers right now. Like what I don't I, like. What am I doing? You know, you're rubbing. explain to the audience what I'm doing <laughs> right rubbing. now. Not explaining. Not explaining <laughs> I'm, anything. Going I'm on. holding a microphone and uh, putting wire through my toes. <laughs> rubbing okay. those toes. <laughs> uh, so, what else have you guys been watching? Anything else interesting? So what about Dating Naked takes all these cities and no, instead of going done. out to we're a done. crazy hey, island. Hey, show. let him pitch this his reality show, show idea. Chris. Let him pitch it. Wow. It's Dating Naked like, you know, takes Seattle or takes LA and it's just like these, these people just going on dates like through the city all naked. You can't be naked in the city. I don't know. Why not? Because there's laws. I don't know. Matt and Kim did it. On Sunday, Facebook told me that it was National Toplessness Day. There you go. So yeah, some you people can, were You naked. can be topless. Just uh, not. Yeah. Dating topless in the city. Got <laughs> <Colon> bottoms. New York. <laughs> Colon bagel. Depends on the municipality, but yes. There you go. Why are people looking at me? You guys still want to talk uh, about the show. You were the <laughs> I tried to move on. I was talking about a different show. We're not even Let's talking about move the show on. anymore. Let's okay. move on. All right. So I've been watching Mr. Robot. Oh, oh, don't spoil me. Don't solid spoil me. show. Yeah. Is it picking up? Eight. I was a little, it was starting off a little slow season, season two. Season two picks up, yes. Okay. Uh, season one was great all the way through. Sure. Beginning of season two is a little slow. Okay. It's definitely much slower, but it's picking up again. Gotcha. Yeah. I'm in the middle of season one on Mr. Robot, Ooh, that, so we're that's still, still working on it. I'm in the middle of season two, but I'm definitely like several episodes behind, so. Yeah, I just caught up last night. I'd like to know if anyone's still in Ballers. I am. Yeah, I'm a few episodes behind, but I haven't given up on it yet. Okay. It's uh, it's not funny. I'll, yeah, you're right. It's, it's just a straight drama. It's like I don't know if it's supposed to be funny. Well, they they pitched it as like a comedy drama, like Entourage, and it's like Entourage is funny. This is like not funny. Yeah, it's definitely not funny. Like zero percent funny. I mean, like it's lighthearted. It's not like I mean generally. It, it's not like it's fucking Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah. I mean, or it's like, not dark. Or like, it's or just like a drama. the night of or something. It, yeah, it's not dark. It's just a drama. Season three of Ballers just turns into Game of Thrones. Oh Are you God. in or out? Does that mean they kill the? Can rock? you walk me they, through they, what they that looks like? Yeah. Kill the Rock. That's like step one. If they get to kill the other guy in the show, I'm totally in. Like the Rock's business partner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Or Denzel Washington's kid. 
No. The Rock's business partner. The I forget what else he's doing. In, the white guy. Uh, Rob Corddry. Yeah. If he dies most like gruesome way, I'm I'm in. Could happen. He's like really annoying in that show. I'm it like doesn't way provide ballers, but I'm telling myself I'm gonna catch up. He doesn't provide any like help to the business. It seems like from the show perspective. I feel like I was misled with ballers. Oh, exactly, yeah, that's, that's what I was saying. Like they, they yeah, like, like I, I, not even the comedy piece. I, I just feel disappointed because of, like when that show first was like announced and like sort of you saw the teasers and everything. I thought it was The Rock just going to be, you know, quote, balling out of control. And that the show is not that at all. No, definitely not. He, if, he, if anything, he, it's The Rock struggling to do a job. He does He does some balling, though. Very limited. Yeah, it's like... But like, like definitely wasn't balling in season one. I haven't seen enough of season two to say. But, like, the balling's more about footballers. I get it. I'm just saying, when you call a show ballers and, like, it's on HBO and you sort of position it as, like, the entourage replacement that, like, I'm expecting you to be... And over the got, top. You've got Dwayne the Rock Johnson. And you yeah, right. I'm expecting a yeah, lot well, of you have, you have you have no one in like the Ari sort of role, which yeah. when you got this sports investment management thing, you gotta have well, something like that. I think like they that. think Rob Cordry is that. But he's not. He's not that. He's, yeah, he's not. Do you think that Rob Cordry is that? I can't imagine. I don't know. I think that Rob Cordry is the comic relief. He's gotta be, right? right. Yeah, that's true. I think like the Rock should have been the like Ari person but like he's just just not it's it's just heavy for a main character to have that personality though like it's just it's hard you know i mean you can't follow ari around like Like, that was just (laughs) i I couldn't stand that like arguably like the better show is the rock is not the main character that he is uh uh, important but sort of side character who comes in and steals every scene aka the rock's role in the fast franchise or or the the hero or the hero. Do we have to talk about this every week? <laughs> that terrible reality show? We gotta do the hero as a, as a show one week now. Now I'm convinced. You're convinced? Yeah, then we can, can stop I, talking can about I it. Can I skip that no. week? Is that something? I guess you can, but we'll be sad. Okay. Think That's of all the bad We have a hero love fest over here. <laughs> and you'll just be somewhere yeah. bitter about it. <laughs> I mean, I'll be the Do you really the want detr- us detractor. to just talk about how great the hero is nonstop for an hour? I mean, I, w- I won't listen to it. I won't have to be subjected to it. Never has there been a more emotional reality show. But Chris, you're 20% of our viewership. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. That week, we'll only get four downloads. You won't, have to, you won't have to ask us if it's top third, bottom third, middle third that week. Top third? Top oh, one. Bottom, bottom third. So, Chris, I have, a, I have an unrelated question. You're saying it's the number question. one reality show. It's in the conversation. I think it's definitely in the conversation. Okay, so what's in the conversation at this point? Well, of shows we've watched, Nine Day Fiance, Married at First Sight, or d- the two that come to mind, and Tool Academy. Yeah, I think those are definitely in the conversation. Yeah. Along with the hero. What about that Fox show? Utopia? Oh, Utopia? Utopia. The first one? I, I didn't see Utopia. I'll abstain Utopia, Utopia is not in the conversation. <laughs> <I know>. Really? <laughs> not for number one. Here's no. the thing. like, I was After we watched Utopia, I was totally wanting to watch some more episodes just to see where the hell it was going to go. Did you? Did you? There was a 24-hour I watched hour probably feed. two or three of them. Did you watch them? that? No. Definitely not. I think Married or, at First yeah. Sight is the clear winner and you can end the conversation. What about the Epic Food uh, Network guys? Oh, oh Epic Meal Nation. Oh, Epic gross. Meal Nation. Empire. Empire? No. That one was pretty good. That was no. the like, no. worst show. <laughs> nope. 
not even close. I saw botched. that guy. Ooh, no. botched. I mean, that's close. Ooh, botched is good. I like, I like botched. botched. It's it's a better no. show. I don't know that have the stomach for botched, but like was that a was that a, a better botched format. pun? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh boy, you decide. All right. <laughs> well, there was face off. I, I was too Ooh. Ooh. No. No. no face off the movie. Top. Top. <laughs> no. Also, that tattoo one was pretty bad. Legendary. Uh, yeah. What was the tattoo? Tattoo one? competition where they were doing like ink, real people. Ink, ink masters. Ink masters. Yeah. Ink masters. Yeah. I wasn't a big fan of that one. There were a couple of weird ones we've watched. We should go back over the list and see. <laughs> I feel like yeah. we should keep. I mean, we tried this to keep the rolling, but like a rolling top five, bottom five, would be kind of I, interesting. I would. I would love to just see like a compile from like all of our top third middle third bottom thirds on like if they're actually in thirds at this point definitely not <laughs> i think the top the third mid- is definitely the smallest and the yeah. middle third is definitely the biggest for sure nah for bottom third for me well, is probably for, the for chris 90 percent are in the bottom third <laughs> the whole shit it's not, just a pyramid that's not entirely true. <laughs> no that's not true this might be the first time i've ever said middle third though mm. oh like it's usually either top or the bottom like i don't it's I don't all know. it's all it's all black and white with you pretty much <laughs> Except for this episode, like it was just boring. Like if we, yeah, yeah. like this one in the last week's episode, if you just cut it down to like half the time, they're very interesting, and I'd actually consider watching another one. Right. But at this length, no. So when we talk about other things we're watching, is that for other TV shows, or can no. we talk about other podcasts? You can talk about anything you want. <laughs> you want to talk about the book you've been reading? By all means. Rob, what kind of media you been consuming? So I just discovered a new podcast, the I Am Rappaport <laughs> Stereo Podcast. Oh. And this podcast is the craziest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> you want to explain to the listeners what that is? So Michael Rappaport is some, I guess he was an actor. Harrison says he was in the one season of Prison Break. I didn't he, watch. Was, he was great in Prison Break, Wait, let me tell you. Break? He played Don Self, some kind of a government agent. Oh, that what guy. Season, what season? Ooh. It, I don't know. It, it was must season, be season four if it's the season I didn't watch. It was the season of Miami. It was the Miami season, okay. I think. Yeah, I don't remember anything about the Miami season. It was oh, a Miami great. season? Yeah. yeah. Maybe that's the when one they were in though. Panama. It was, it was, yeah, yeah, I remember the Panama it was the last prison season. thing. Well, there was the first season. Well, spoiler section. There was the first season where he's in the prison. Then there's season two where they're like on the run for like ever. Then they get caught and they go to like Panama in season three. And, and then, then season four is that? Then, Maybe I fell off. And the then Michael Rappaport. And then Michael Rappaport, yeah. Okay. Yeah. We, we all fell off when Michael Rappaport showed up. <laughs> Except for me. So, but this podcast, though, no, is good. No, I watched good. it. So the podcast is just <laughs> him just saying crazy things for so like the one I listened to was ninety minutes long, which was nuts. But like so for example, like I'll just talk. So the first thing he talks about is Usain Bolt, who he calls Hussein Bolt, <laughs> over Hussein. and over. And he's like, so he talks about like Hussein Bolt just won his fourteenth gold medal, or maybe it was his eighth gold medal. I don't know. I didn't look this up. Nobody knows how many gold medals he's won. <laughs> and he prides himself on not fact-checking on the podcast. He prides himself on not fact-checking. And then he talks about how there was uh, some woman who posted an Instagram photo of her and Usain Bolt in bed in, uh, in Rio. And like Usain Bolt apparently has a girlfriend somewhere else. And he's just like, media people are trying to say like, is Usain Bolt Chino's girlfriend is a big deal? And he, he's just saying like, of course he is. He just won the gold medal. What do you think is happening? And he just rants with us for 10 minutes. 
<laughs> and that's like the flavor of what the whole podcast is about. The Can you make a stick man stick? <laughs> <laughs> Can a stick man stick? Well, what's the whole stick man thing? Because I totally didn't get that at first. So one time Michael Rapport was on the, the Bill Simmons podcast. Mm-hmm. And he talks. So apparently Michael Rapport once did a movie with Sylvester Stallone that I also haven't seen. What movie? I, I have to look up the name of the movie. Wait. Movie's called we don't Copland? fact check, Rob. Is there yeah. a movie called Copland? Yeah, it was Copland. Yeah, right. Copland. Mm-hmm. And so apparently Michael Rapport was talking, was chatting with Stallone about Rocky era stuff. And then there's the, the old man who was the trainer in Rocky. And they're talking about that guy. And Sylvester Stallone says to the blue, like, you know, that guy was a real great stick man. And by stick man, he means mm. he just got a lot of ladies. Oh, okay. And huh. so now I think... Michael Rapaport, every episode so of his podcast just talks about stick men. Right. Like in that context. In that it. context. Huh. So Usain Bolt is <laughs> a top notch stick Usain Bolt. <laughs> Commensurate stick men. So he's asking, can a stick man stick and be left alone in this era of social media? Can a stick man stick? <laughs> I, you know, I have, I don't even know. So many, so many questions hey, running through about this. Uh, that podcast is a little too much for me to listen to. I listened to it as well. And at some point it started to feel very like lonely to me. Cause it's just this one dude just like, and you can imagine him just in this room by himself, just ranting and yelling into this microphone. And like, I'm sure that he has a lot of listeners, but like, it feels like a very lonely podcast. He's, he's definitely in a dark room. Himself. <laughs> it's like, it's like, yeah, you know what? He, yeah. And this other thing, oh yeah, this bothers me too. And this thing, what the fuck are they doing? Well, he's just you know like just really ranting for ninety minutes. So, so there's no like person or any like there's no other voices on the show. At, at well, one he does point, have guests, he dialed someone but else in. Okay, but, like that was like an hour in after him just talking for an hour straight. And he also like he'll get worked up about something and then just sigh super heavily in the mic, <laughs> like the weight of the world is crushing him as he does this podcast. My God. Anyway, can, can wow. we, highly recommended podcast. Is it something like talking about reality shows for like three times as long as the show actually is? It's similar. Okay. <laughs> similar. Just, just throwing that out there. All right. Uh, I think that's about it. Uh, Robbie, any plugs? You can follow me on Twitter at Rob Kitts. Harrison? Uh, I'm on Twitter at Harrison Hoffman. James? No plugs. You can't No, fu- no plugs. No, I just don't like plugs. You That's my thing. No plugs. No hair plugs? I don't, you know, no plugs. I All mean, natural. Okay. Keeping it loose. Max? I got a micro USB plug in my back left pocket. I was wow. totally I thinking <laughs> something. You were going to say something else there. Agreed. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at the Chris Lorenz. Follow us on Twitter at Who Put This On. Email us questions and or suggestions at who put this on at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook. Uh, see you guys next time. Adios. Jeff Goldblum. <laughs>